What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Just Too Sweet Show, episode the Ocho, brought to you by SinnersForceTalk.com. We got ourselves a full house today and one more yet to come. I am Big Daddy Cool, the essential Tabala. With me, as always, in the corner is my tag team partner, the bad guy himself, Mr. Eric Zant. Lean, mean, and a coronavirus fighting machine. <laughs> we got producer, the boss himself, sitting in with us today, producing the show, because my laptop is still not here, and also joining us for the first time, the next big thing himself, what's up, Yeah, what's up, brother? Yeah. We'll also be joined by good, good, man. in a few minutes. You know, that dude's always late, man. Come on. <laughs> Hollywood David. David, yeah. So what's going on, fellas? How's everything going? Who's first? Who's Chill the man. Another, hey, we haven't heard day. from Eric. What's going on, Eric? Hey, uh, I'm just being essential and uh, losing <laughs> sleep. You're double essential, aren't you? Yeah, I, dude. Man, I don't know. This is crazy. People are nuts, dude. It is. It's a wacky, wacky time right now. I mean, everybody's getting irate now, so I got to keep the. Uh, I got to keep cracking jokes so people like just like calm down. <laughs> well, in the world of professional wrestling, is still alive. Probably the only thing we have to watch at the moment. Uh, that's good and it's bad. What is the screaming? Do you have a parrot? <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, on to, but before we get started, there's something I do want to say, especially to our audience. Wait, yes, I'm not really sure. They haven't done this in a while. So, hey, listen, if, if 911 needs to go to Bert's house right now, I don't know. Let's dispatch them right now. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You all right? getting murdered? Sorry. <laughs> Well, what I was saying was we haven't said this in a long time. Huh? No, not me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> we are brought to you by CinderSportsTalk.com. And for our people who don't know about it, you should go to CinderSportsTalk.com. Yeah. Go to our Facebook page. We have Instagram, everything. Like all those pages. Like all those shows. It's a great, great, great thing we got going. And, we, and guess what? We're producing stuff every day. We did two shows recently called Shooting the Shit. Every day. Uh, tomorrow night is the Met show, the Foot of the Book show with this ball guy over here. And hopefully, He's right you know, there. Hopefully <laughs> next month or so, if there's football, guy willing, we'll bring back the Giants show. There's other shows, too, you guys should be watching. So do that before you do anything else. CineSportsTalk.com. Don't forget it. I've been meaning to do that for a while, Steve. You hey, look. It, it sounded as you've been doing it each week. That's how <laughs> you had it down. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So with professional wrestling, the only thing we still got going, empty arenas or not. Um, I know Bert. You saying you've been watching Eric? Have you been a chance? I know you said you're double essential lately. Have you had a shot to check out these empty arena shows lately? I saw. Uh, I saw something. Uh, AEW. I saw AEW, and uh, that was actually cool. I saw Matt Hardy come back. <laughs> yeah, AEW, that was their big show for last week. AEW took a step up for me the last couple of weeks. I think they've been putting on a really, really good show. They, they are. I I was pretty impressed. I'll even I say I didn't mind watching Kenny Omega. And I know you are to impress too. <laughs> what about you, Bert? I know you've been watching. What have you been thinking of the empty arena shows? 
Um, I just, you know, I know last night they kind of switched up the camera angles to not necessarily show as much of the empty seats. Um, but I, like I said, I commend them for doing the best that they can despite the circumstances. Um, I don't know if we, you guys talked about it before, but I actually do like the fact that they're splitting WrestleMania up into two days to make it last a little bit longer to give, uh, cause I know they've been announcing more matches recently. So, you know, it's good that they're giving more guys, you know, opportunities to be on the card actually. And to you know, have good matches potentially. So, you know, it's good. I mean, like I said, like they're the only really big entertainment that's on right now. So we got to appreciate what, you know, what they're putting. So. Plus I'm sure they're going to be throwing a lot of NXT matches since there's no takeover. So I'm sure they're going to be mixing in those mm. matches at fight WrestleMania too, which is, Gonna be interesting. Well, I think I don't know if you guys heard, but I think today they said that uh for I think either this week or next week's NXT that airs on USA is actually gonna be the full on takeover that they were planning. Really? I believe. Okay. So, you know, I think that would be probably the yeah, I think that would be good. If they do it like the week of WrestleMania, you have that Wednesday be the actual full on takeover that they were planning to do for a while. So Yeah. Like, what do you think? Oh, yeah. You think it's going to be a, a, a fun thing like 20 years from now to talk about that WrestleMania, empty arena WrestleMania two nights? Or do you think they should hold off? Uh, Steve, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, it's 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 tough. <laughs> well, look, I, uh, I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I, thinking back and seeing – imagine The Rock and Austin at WrestleMania 17 with no fans. That would have been a, a, a complete dud. I don't know. I don't know. It kind of depends on the show, too, though. You can tell, let me tell you something. Austin can pop anywhere. Rock can pop anywhere. But other than They had the empty arena match back in the day. Yeah, Rock and uh, Mankind, Mankind for halftime, halftime heat. The halftime, yeah. But like a whole WrestleMania of, you know, Vince walking down. You know, he grabs the chair and gives it to Austin. That that it it wouldn't have been any. It wouldn't have been what it was without the crowd. Of course, the yeah. Kick yeah. out the dramatic kickouts. You know, Austin stuns. Are on with the show, or you think you think it's postponed? What's that? On with the show, or should they postpone it? You think? Well, I mean, they got to do anything they can at this point. To, so I think I'm going to be honest with you, being that the latest product is kind of the shits i i think this is going to be this actually might be into their favor because going from an empty arena and building up that hype back to having live crowds that might be the jolt that they need so i i honestly think that this could be good for them because let's be honest the crowd doesn't pop uh the guys don't know how to work nobody's really over i mean you know, you can only push Roman. I mean, they, they're doing literally every everything but pushing him around in a wheelbarrow. So it's like, you know, he he's just it, it's just awful. So something's got to get. And Goldberg, no, and I mean, did, come on, man, you got to put other you got to put over other talent than 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 Goldberg. I mean, that just shows you the desperation, in my opinion, that they're going to to. To get to get a get a pop and get get rating, you know what I mean. I guess that's what it's about now. So, speaking, I mean, of, well, speaking of Goldberg, you know we had Grumpy Brett on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's broken, you know the, the broken skull session, and he yeah. almost made it. He almost made it an entire show without. He was there the last the last two minutes, man. Well, he started with Honky oh. Tonk Man. Don't forget, he said Honky Tonk Man hits like a like a little bitch. 
And I was like, okay, there's, there's the one. There's the one. There's the one shot. Yeah. Talking. And then, bam, Goldberg came up, and he completely celebrated him as usual. Grumpy Brett strikes again. What do you guys think of uh, Grumpy Brett and talking about Goldberg? You think he, you think it's a valid opinion, or you think he's over, you know, overstepping a little bit? I think I think it's I think it's valid from Brett's perspective because you know if Brett has had a lot more experience in the ring longer than Goldberg had even you know the last twenty years, and um, I think Brett, the one thing about him that you can say, even though you may not like him or love him. You know, he's always 100% into it, you know, constant professional, you know, despite some circumstances. But usually most of the time, he's always willing to do whatever it takes to put on the best show. Like he mentioned, he like he likes to put himself in the audience and to see, you know, what, what's the best, you know, potential outcome that the audience would want to see. And um, I think, you know, with Goldberg, you know, it's true because, you know, Goldberg, that wasn't the first person to call out Goldberg for being too reckless in the ring. You know, and, you know, for what happened with that match, you know, that was a pretty rough, a really, really rough kick to, to Brett that Goldberg hit. You know, we can believe it or not that maybe he did tell him, like, you know, hey, Goldberg, you know, don't don't hurt me. You know, just don't hurt me. You know, like that kind of thing. But, you know, if he really I, – I feel like he really would want to have the best match, you know, available. And then, obviously, Goldberg didn't do his part. So it just really depends. But I, I feel like he was in the right. At least in that re- regard, Mr. Zant. I'll you know yeah I'll agree with uh with with uh with big big Bert the the big hurt over there. Um, <laughs> he uh here's here's the deal with Goldberg. Okay, they <laughs> they needed WCW was uh you do the big hurt from now on Bert the big hurt. <laughs> That's it. So, WCW at that time needed to get over. I mean, the NWO was like it was almost it was it was perfect, but it was almost too much. And I don't think Bischoff knew how to handle it. Um, but it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. I mean, you know what I mean? That's the greatest thing that ever could have happened to, to Southern Wrestling. That being said, I don't think they knew how to go forward with it. Like, you know, like how, how Vince, you know, how Vince broadcasts a year into the future. He's got everything and he's always, you know, he's usually pretty on. They, they started to go down a little bit and you got to, I mean, it was the nineties. Goldberg was a giant bald guy with gigantic traps. You know what I mean? And he walked out of the ring and he destroyed people, but he wasn't properly trained. I believe yeah. he wasn't properly trained. And when I was, I was actually starting out in the indies back when he was, I think I might've even started before him. Um, I think I did. I started in 96. So he started in 97 or 98, I think maybe 97. Either way, I think I got more. Yeah. He started late, late 97. So I got more experience in him. So, you know, so anyway, um, we always used to joke cause we used to watch the matches and stuff. And like, we'd be going like, wow, like, what is he doing? Like, he's not just going to hurt somebody. He's going to hurt himself. I mean, some of the bumps he took, some of the, you know, he wasn't protecting people. And, like, some of those kicks were stiff, man. It's like, I wouldn't want to get kicked that hard in the ring. I mean, I would, I would, I'd put the guy in a, in a, in a rear choke and be like, this match is over. He's like, what do you think? <clears throat> Tim, I've always wanted to do this. This is my opportunity. 
Watch the match with Goldberg and Regal when Regal refused to put him over. That's what he got fired from WCW for. Yeah. And, you know, Regal is a real tough guy. He's not just like a guy that puts on black gloves and pretends he's tough. Regal's a real tough guy. You don't want to, you're not shooting with him. And he wasn't giving anything to Goldberg. He was giving it back to him. And he Goldberg admitted he's like, he was trying to hurt me. And Regal just like, no. He goes, I was trying not to get hurt. And if you try to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. So, yeah, Goldberg wasn't trained right. I agree with Brett. Yeah. Um, even though Grumpy Cat Hart, you know, I know he's, you know, he cries and it was, you know, potato soup up there. And what are they eating in Canada? Bacon and, you know, poutine. Well, how, how do you say that? What is that stuff? Is it, is it just, yeah, just like, gravy and fries? Why do they got to make a name? Fries, I think. Yeah, why, why do they got to name it something? Why can't you say, can I have some fries with gravy, please? No, we got to name it that. <laughs> You know, oh, uh, well, down here it's called Potato Delight, so it has all different names all over the place. I like that better anyway. So, Canada, anyway. <laughs> well, don't forget, too, by Goldberg's own admittance, <laughs> he admitted he wasn't ready. <laughs> he did. He wasn't, he, he wasn't trained correctly right in the beginning, but they rushed him through because of his look. Because they rushed him through. Like Austin, mm-hmm. and, they, and they wanted to get him over quickly. That's why his matches were 10 seconds. 10 100%. Seconds, 10 seconds. And then he'll get to have a five minute match. A five-minute match? What do I do in a five-minute match? Well, we'll figure it out. We invented the spear. Don't forget, every spear and every jackhammer, he always came up hurt. He had blood somewhere on his body. Yeah. Because he was incompetent. No, he didn't know how to bump. He didn't know how to land. He didn't know how to bump. He didn't allow... See, guys, I'll give away a little bit of a secret here. When you're executing a move, okay... I'm not just executing a move with you. You're executing a move with me, okay? If I'm grabbing you in a suplex, you're part of that suplex, okay? I mean, Davy Boy Smith, as strong as he was, is not strong enough to lift Vader up and hold him like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Vader's got to have yeah. something, some balance and some strength himself to keep up like that. And, of course, if you're coordinating, you know, you can stay up there all day. Goldberg was jerking guys around. He was tearing guys' elbows out, tearing their rotator cuffs, breaking their neck, kicking them in the head. So it's unfortunate that Eric Bischoff, sorry, didn't think for the safety of his wrestlers, safety of Goldberg himself, to maybe slow it up a little bit. And 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 because you could have – can you imagine if he was actually trained right and they waited like a year like they did with Angle? Who's another legit tough yeah. guy? You know, and look at how he protect. He nobody. He never hurt anybody. He never hurt anybody. He hurt himself by wrestling too much, but he never hurt anyone because he was trained properly. So that's that's yeah. the deal. That's how I see it. And you know, but you know, Brett's got to cry anyway. That doesn't matter. You know, Steve, what do you think of Grumpy Brett? <clears throat> Was he correct? Give the man a break. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> like, I, like, I, put yourself yeah. in 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 Brett's shoes. Guy kicks you in the in that in the side of the head, and not only ends your wrestling career, but gives you a stroke that could have killed you. Um, and now yeah. he just—I mean, he looks—he he looks like he's eighty years old. Um, he does. You know, he, yeah. he he aged horribly. You know, I was uh, when I was watching that episode. My wife walked by and uh, they were showing a clip of him versus Mr. Perfect, maybe. Um, and she was like, "That's the same guy." 
oh my god, he's aged horrendously. And that that was one of the first yeah. um the the first live show I ever went to was SummerSlam '91, and Ooh. it was Brett versus Mr. Perfect. Oh wow! Wow! Um, at Madison Square Garden, uh, it was a lot of fun. That was the Christ that was the one with uh, title, match, match made in heaven, match made in hell, uh, Macho Man's wedding. I think was there and uh, wow that the hell was it was Hogan That's and Ultimate crazy. Warrior versus Slaughter, Adnan, yeah, and I don't know who the third guy was, and Sid Justice, well, Big Sid was the referee, um, but the the Mister Perfect Bret Hart match was pretty damn incredible though. Oh, they never I'm put a, on a bad match those two. Never. No way. Oh no. Mm-mm. That's the one Never. thing I'll give. You know, you, you, uh, thanks to the network and thank you to all these stuff about Brett. You, you, you have such an appreciation for what he did do in the ring. In the ring, unbelievable. Outside, just shut up yeah. already. That's what I want to tell him. Just shut up already. Just sign your autographs. Stop. Well, he's like even old. He looks like an old woman off a reservation somewhere. He yeah, he's like, like... An old Indian woman. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what are you doing, man? But yeah, he's like, he's like Stu Hart. If he was a woman, he's like, yeah. Oh my god! Let me let me put a hold on you real quick. Hang on there. Let me see that there. I'm gonna yeah, I'm hold that. Let's pretend the armbar. You watch that scene out of context of him just torturing some kid. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't go over in 2020. Wait, where's your where's your kid? Oh, he's in um grandpa's basement yeah he's in a dungeon with a with a, with a bear <laughs> he's downstairs he's getting, he's getting stretched downstairs yeah <laughs> where were you where were you tim all over in the neighbor's basement with their bear getting stretched by their grandfather yeah. oh all right <laughs> some old man flinging cat shit at me <laughs> hope you had fun <laughs> and uh yeah all right i say we do uh i say we do our promos man everybody got their promos oh yeah I'm, I'm actually excited my, about. I'm excited about this top. This top list. I actually have six. I have an honorable mention, just in case, just for fun. Just for fun. Who wants to go first? Who wants to give us their number five? Who wants to go first? Nobody. <laughs> number five. Give us the number five, Eric. Number five was Jake Roberts back in nineteen. 19- was a naked eight- in the shower. The what? When he was naked in the shower? No, he <laughs> might have been. I, I, you never know with him in crack. But um, <laughs> Jake Roberts. If you guys remember watching Jake Roberts back in the day, I mean, you were all like, you know, you'd see like the Rockers beat up a couple of Hansman talents, and all of a sudden you'd go to like Jake Roberts in, a, in an interview, even if he was a face or whatever. It's like you suddenly went from like zero fear to like the most. You were like you were scared to look at the TV. He he because he was so cold. He was, a, and just sitting sitting there. He was you believed he was going to reach through the TV and like and like kill you. So Jake Roberts did a promo on uh, Rick Rude, right after the whole uh, the wife slapping thing, and when he stripped him down, he he just sitting there he's like he's like you crossed the line, my man. <laughs> it's like and you're sitting there like going, oh my god, this guy's going to die. It's like well, how's how are we going to let him do this? But I was I was scared, you know. And he still has it. Did you see him in? Oh, AEW? he still got it. Yes. He still. Yeah, got when it. he was on AW two weeks ago. Yeah. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. It. It's a little raspy, but he still has it. Yeah. yeah. Lots of drugs, but yeah, he still got. Well, Eric, you know what I'm talking about? The one where he's in the shower <laughs> against Ricky Steamboat. He's got he's got Damien wrapped around him, 
and he's in his speedo standing in that the one. That one. That's so a good I'm one, too. So uncomfortable as a child watching this man in the shower with yeah. a snake wrapped around him in his underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a brother that's nine years older than me. So, I mean, I was used to it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was scary, too. But yeah, Bert, Jake, what's your number five? Oh, yep, Jake Roberts. Nice. Who you got number five, Bert? Uh, my number five is uh, from Ric Flair. Woo! Of course. Um, a little bit of one of his later promos, uh, just kind of a thing. One thing I really miss about uh, like late 90s wrestling, even though it's kind of cliche now, was you know WCW, Monday night, Mean Gene in the middle of the ring, Ric Flair coming down, cutting a 10-minute, five-minute promo. But it was uh, to the buildup for Uncensored Night uh, during Hulk Hogan's uh, face turn and the Ric Flair's heel turn. Well, leading up to his heel turn when he was president of WCW, but uh, it was Nitro. There were North Carolina. Uh, like always, Ric Flair had his whole hand in the crowd, and you know, just starting off, I think I believe it was uh, Hogan. I made some comments about Flair the week before. I think uh, uh, I believe his son was involved in one of the angles. I think David Flair was like I guess had sided with NWO Hollywood. Uh, Rick Flair came out to respond to it, and he was just like, you know, it's like we are in Chapel Hill, Michael Jordan, Lawrence Taylor, like just going off. And like the the one line I think is the most memorable from that promo was uh, when he kind of like tried Hogan. He was like, you know, you can't do that, brother. Only me. Woo! Like, only me. And uh, you know, ended it because it was. Built, built up to their cage match at Uncensored 99. It was like, oh, we're going to build a cage 15 foot high. It's like, no doors, barbed wire. And it's like, uh, uh, and how he, he ended it was like perfect. You know, literally like, like, oh, it's like, when I'm done with you, the kids won't want to be like Michael Jordan. They'll want to be like the Nate boy. Woo! Like, so that's, that's classic. number five. That's great. Nice. Yeah, classic. Hollywood Dave. Welcome, Hollywood Dave. What up, buddy? Cheers. I was almost going to pick the one where he turned uh, down to his underwear. Well, but... What's up, right Dave? Uh-oh. Nope. Gone already. He's gone. <laughs> What's Dave have up in his, in his room there? Is that uh, Lonzo Morning? Oh, man. What was, that? what was that joke from... Uh, and remember like- the NBA commercial in the 90s? If I was as big as Alonzo, I'd be illegal in five states. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what's about you? What's your number five? You got a number five? Yeah, I do have a number five. Uh, my number five is from The Rock. Uh, and it was before, right before a Hell in a Cell match. Okay. And he did little imitations of each <coughs> of, the, of his opponents. And uh-huh. the best one was, I did it oh, for yeah. The Rock. Yep. Like, and then he says, "Shut up, you <laughs> fat, you thong wearing fatty." <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> oh, oh, that's where Dave oh, went. Dave. Cheers, sir. so good. Yeah, cheers. This is uh, this is chocolate whiskey. Giving this a shot today. Super sized coffee. Oh, that's not interesting. Mm. I have a corona free, coronavirus free. Uh, oh boy, <laughs> corona free little... corona. I'm looking Gee, for a sponsorship. Gatorade Zero. 
I don't know what's Bert drinking. Coffee from the truck stop. Drinking an angry large. I know you. I know Eric is drinking coffee. Perfect. You, you know, I'll drink this and go right to sleep like a little <laughs> lamb. I'll, I'll probably have a. I've been having a coffee around ten o'clock at night uh, because Good. my you know my one of my shift for the new kid. I I, I stay up until like four a.m. So I get wow. that last coffee in around ten. And I'm good to go. Wow. Nice, Steve. I need to make you proud. Dave, you got your promos ready? What's number five on your list? Uh, Let me not lie to you guys. (laughs) I was too busy making this bracket that I just picked my top promo. (laughs) So I'll just comment on your guys' promos (laughs) until we get to number one. My number five is going to be obvious, but it's also you probably think you think it'd be number one, but it's not. It is the cream of the crop. Ooh, yeah. I can watch yeah. that. I can watch that every day, all day, and and just the be cream of the crop. The happiest person in the world. Nothing, <laughs> nothing better than Macho Man right there than the cream, the famous cream of the crop promo. Because even me and Gene didn't know what the hell was going on during that promo, <laughs> and, it's, and it's fantastic. Like between him and the, him and the Ultimate Warrior and some Hogan, like Mean Gene looked uh, pretty confused back in the day. Like, where where you go with this? Yeah, well, especially Gene Warrior. Fantastic. Well, yeah, Warrior breaking down the cockpit doors of the the plane. <laughs> All right, Eric Zant, give us your yes. number four, brother. Number four. Guys, remember way back, jumping the way back machine and. And let the let all the little stars and dust flutter before your eyes. You have Rowdy Rowdy Piper, WrestleMania two, talking about Mr. T. How great! And now, listen, different time, different era. Realize that probably there's a lot of stuff Piper said that you can't say today. Yeah, and I would say Hollywood, Hollywood Dave. This is this is going to be some homework for you. Yeah, these things that these guys are going to talk about you've never seen before, sir. Definitely. But I mean, Piper was just I don't know if there's a bad Piper promo. I don't know if you can even pick one that's the best. But there is just something about him because you knew he was getting under Mr. T's skin because he didn't like him. Number one, he's protecting the business. Number two. And he was legitimately going to beat him up. Number three. I mean, he was he was going to beat him up in the ring. So I think he was just having fun with it because, you know, he's, he's picking on smoking Joe saying he, he threw a medicine ball at his stomach and it didn't move. And, you know, and all the, they shaved the Haiti kid's head. And oh, it was, if you could think of anything awful to do, Piper did it, but Re- WrestleMania two, yeah. that, that promo, um, Piper, that was, I just, I just did. It never like never left my mind. It was just so awesome. It was so awesome. Nice. Love it. The next big thing, what do we got? Well, my number four is uh, it's a shoe promo. So this is my only shoe promo in my top five. But I feel like it's uh, probably the most important shoe promo ever done. Uh, it's from ECW, 1995. Ooh. Uh, from the superstar, Steve Austin. Whoa! Not his Hulk Hogan promo. Yeah, yeah, but his shoe promo on WCW from October, I believe, of 1995. Basically, it starts out, it's like, so, yeah, it was like, so I get a fax from Eric Bischoff's secretary, from her secretary, fired, telling me that I'm fired from WCW. And, you know, the great thing about this promo is that, you know, before Stone Cold 
you know, got to eventually got to WWF and became the the Taskmaster, and you know, or was aligned with Ted DiBiase, and then eventually got to his run. Yeah, the Ringmaster, excuse me. And uh, you know, this was you know his work in ECW, even though he's only there for about I don't even think a full year. I think maybe only about twelve months, maybe nine or eight months. Yeah, but his work in ECW was really, yeah, his work in ECW was really the catalyst to his character. You know, eventually a couple years later, but you know that promo talking about how you know he was constantly being you know pushed down in WCW. Talk about hey, how about we do a you know title match? Me and Sting, we've been having this thing. It's like sorry, brother, it's not for you. You know, like you know imitating Dusty Rhodes, imitating Ric Flair, and uh, you know this is the end. You know the you know the the one thing overall about you know ECW's promos back in the day, especially in their heyday was the fact that they would go into like a single location in like some back office or like some backs, you know, stock room, whatever. And it would just have one camera focused on the person and, you know, his eyes, you know, when he delivered the last message on the phone was like, I'm going to be the biggest superstar that this industry has ever seen. And he literally became that. That's why, you know, that promo is so groundbreaking because that's literally what he became. That's why it's one of my favorites. So it's my number four. So nice. I like that. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Number four, I got the pipe bomb, CM Punk. Mm. Mr. John Cena mm, getting one. uh tossed through the table. Yeah. And CM Punk wearing by R Truth. The Austin Stone Cold shirt. Uh going up the ramp, just plopping a squat. Oh, Popping a squat and just talking. Sorry, just broke, you know, breaking the fourth wall. Um, but the the, uh, the the one line, and it's not from that that promo uh, that gets me every single time. Had me hysterical laughing. Was where oh where are my WWE ice cream bars? <laughs> ice cream bars. Yeah. Those bars. <laughs> he, he almost started a revolution for those things. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Man. Well, they're yeah. coming back now. Sandwiches. As sandwiches, right? Yeah. 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 But this was like back in the day, uh, you know, chasing the ice cream truck down the street, you know, running down uh, the streets of Brooklyn, even when it was like at, you know, midnight, uh, you hear you hear that ring come across your skirts, ice cream, hold up, ice cream, you like running behind. <laughs> trying time. to collect the, the collectible I, things of everybody. Yes. I used to get so mad when I got like a George Animal Steel one. I, so <laughs> I, I didn't even want to eat the damn thing. I hated it so much. You wanted the Macho Man. I wanted a Macho Man all day. You know, the only uh, time I ever had one was in the city. You, you never had them up there? No, up here. Come on. Down here, they were in the bodegas and everything. You can get them anytime you wanted. No, I mean we just got energy drinks like four years ago. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're behind don't the time. <laughs> don't make fun of our nice little town. Area. Hilarious. I know the same. It's the center of the universe. I'm at the um, axis of time. My number four, very famous, very easy, and of course it's a Ric Flair. But I always loved Ric Flair's speech after he won the Royal Rumble and he won the world title. Oh. It's, a, it's another one that I with watch. a tear. I watch all in my eye. I'll, I'll, yeah, exactly. That's that's one of my favorite parts. He says, "Bastard you Sid, know, Sid you screwed around, Hogan." Telling everybody that you're the best, and he talks about how that title is the only title in the world. A nice shot at WCW, fantastic. Yeah. And he meant it. Yep. He meant every he did single mean it. word. 
Yeah, legit. And then, of course, you got Heenan and Perfect. You know, don't, we didn't want to tell you we told you so, but we told you so. Fantastic. <laughs> I absolutely love that one. Mr. Zant, top three, baby. What do you got? Let me tell you something, baby. Let me, let me you want to talk about hard times? We have hard times. <laughs> you American dream, Busty Rhodes. He's How can you? The coronavirus. Yeah, that's he was. Oh man, Dusty Rhodes saw it. The, the one, the one I said in the chat. Yeah, but yeah, that hard time. If you guys never saw it, it is absolutely worth. I mean, you can even you you can't get Dusty Rhodes typed into uh, YouTube without hard times coming up. But, hard yeah. times promo. True. So do yourselves a favor and devote like meditation time to that. Because the dream will teach you something I was actually, about it. Yeah, I was going to say in the, on the WWE Network, which also, by the way, it's free now. They made it uh, free for, uh, I guess, a short period of time because of what's going on. But the FCW documentary that they had on WWE Network that they released a few weeks ago, that was they good. talked about how the Hard Times promo is like the promo that every wrestler or every person that comes into the performance center you know, has to see that promo because that's like the quintessential promo because Dusty was such a big influence on FCW in the early days of NXT. Yeah. And with a lot of wrestlers, you know, Seth Rollins with everyone, that's like the quintessential promo. Like if you want to learn what's a wrestling like, promo, that's that's a promo. It, when that's when they talked about how, you know, if it's if it's coming from your like if it feels natural, like if you know with that promo, like with certain promos, you could tell that it's like it's it flow feels like it's forced. It doesn't feel like they got a script and they're like, here, you got to talk about this, this, and this. Like, it's coming from the heart. You know, that's what makes that promo so legendary still. That's always going to be a top five promo regardless of, you know, how whatever happens always. in the future of the business. Always. You could take that promo. Yeah. You could take that promo and take Churchill's dialogue out and put Dusty Rhodes in and it would still mean <laughs> as much. You know? You know, instead of we all fight on the beaches, we all fight on the landing ground. Maria Menounos, who hosts all those entertainment shows, even she has that memorized. Yeah. Who? That's mm. a great, that's she a great does, promo. She does it good. Yeah, she does it real good. Who is it? Maria Menounos. She does, she does a Maria like, uh, she, She's been in WWE a few times. Oh, uh, yeah. Maria Menounos. Oh. oh, was that a sneak peek there? Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Guys, Steve, what's your what's your what 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 what's yours? You're next? Who's next? Yeah. yeah, Bert, you're next. Bert's next. But Menuno's just got over uh some uh, she right. had a tumor, right? Something like that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. She just had uh brain surgery Did she? Not, not too long ago. Oh. Ouch. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. She's on another list of mine. She's young too. But um <laughs> so my number my number three promo. Um Regardless of what you think about the what happened after with the angle that they were trying to set up, uh, but my number three promo is the Arn Anderson My Spot promo from 1997, where um, Arn Anderson basically D Malenko Benoit up to that point had tried to get Arn Anderson or Ric Flair to reunite the Horsemen, and uh, Kurt Henning had come into WCW. And from the start, he was, we need him to, you know, fight the NWO. And the thing I loved about this promo is that Arn Anderson, it wasn't a script. It came straight to heart. 
because legit, you know, Arneson at that point had had surgery on his neck, you know, couldn't wrestle anymore. You know, when he talked about how, you know, he was, you know, couldn't pick up a water bottle, but was too weak to put on a button. And, you know, he basically that he had nothing left. And the only thing he had left was not a spot, but my spot. You know, and so, you know, because Curtin handing up to that point, you know, I, I don't know how many weeks it had been, but, you know, he had been holding it off and saying, no, you know, I don't know if I should, I'm ready to do that yet. And, you know, that was a promo that got him to join the Horsemen. And obviously, you know, the outcome of that, you know, at Fall Brawl that year, um, they kind of did like a swerve at the end. But, um, you know, that promo was just so heartfelt. And, uh, you know, seeing Ric Flair like in the background, you know, you know, tears in his eyes, you know, because it's all it's all true. Like it's all coming from the heart. You know, Aaron Anderson, you know, one of the most underrated <laughs> performers, workers, the business has ever seen without 100%. a doubt. And, uh, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know that promo just you know always you know always hits the heartstrings. That's my number three. Sweet. Can, can I can I ruin it for a minute? The only thing that's that 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 was the, you know the little like the little poke at it was when the NWO came out all dressed up as the Horseman and yeah, X Pac was yeah. X Pac was crying like Ric Flair. Yeah, but yeah, no, the parody. Yeah, yeah. Not, the parody was great, but no, that was. Yeah. I actually, I actually teared up a little when Art did that. I'm going to be honest with you. I went a little Newman. Like I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was getting. What do you city guys call it? Verklempt? I don't know. Verklempt. Verklempt. Yeah. <laughs> Talks amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> no pick a topic. Boss man, what do you got? Uh, for number three, I've got chugging beer, man. Wow. Who's is that? Bert. Yeah, Bert putting a hurt on that booth. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, for number good. three, I've got Hogan joins the NWO. Uh, massive, just Ooh, shockwaves uh, throughout. Um, mm. That's at the know, beach '96. All the crap getting thrown to the ring. Um, Dude, he, he hits the Macho Man with yeah, two legs. Call this, yeah, man, with authority. With authority. Yeah, and then you know the the acting nationally outside's like. You know, he's he's backing away. They get out of the ring. He drops the elbow. You know, I mean the oops, sorry. The leg drop. Sorry, <laughs> the leg. He drops the leg on him. Uh and they come in, high fives. Uh soon to be boom right there. They beat yeah. up a fat guy who jumped in the ring. Fantastic. And again, again, that's why I shall tell you that's my number two. That's actually my number two favorite oh, okay. of all time. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. makes sense. Yeah, it's one of the best moments. That's the moment that got you. Like you got you. I never stopped watching, but that's the moment that brought you back. That brought me back, like full time. Yeah, because I didn't believe it when I heard it. I I I didn't watch Bash at the Beach. I heard the next night. Oh, Hogan went bad. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's, that's never gonna happen in a million years. And then yeah. I watched it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And he's with two of my favorite guys. I mean, from you got you got to give it up. You got to get up. Give it up to Hogan, man, because he saw that he saw that wave coming. It took him a while, but he smartened up. Yeah, he definitely did. Nice. And then I you get the you fans can stick it, brother. Well, I love it. Well, that, was, was gonna cry. that was no, so great. That's right <laughs> you got to be kidding uh, here. You got to be kidding me. You, you got it. And he always did the head shake. He's like. But you, you, you gotta be kidding me! 
Like he was a tall man. He was a tall. Oh, and this man Nash, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, you 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 appalled Mean Gene. This, you know, he's from Minnesota. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> number three, right? My number three is is a shoot interview, and it's Triple H's famous "I Am the Game" promo when he sat down with Jim Ross right after he turned heel. Right, he got his first title shot. Sat down with Jim Ross and basically browbeat him and cursed him. And said everything he wanted to say about how. He, you know, he again. He broke the wall. He talked about the click. He talked about the the curtain call. Talked about getting the curtain call. Yeah. He talked about all that stuff, and you know, the famous ending. You know, you talk about the game. I am the effing game. Phenomenal. Made me fall in love with Triple H right there. Yeah. And then. I I didn't think I could like him any more than I did before that with with DX and everything. <laughs> but once I saw that heel turn, I was like, oh, well, this guy's gonna be good. I'm gonna ride that wave with him and then love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Eric. I got a number three. Oh, you number three? What's oh, number Dave's three? got one. Dave's got a top three. Oh, okay. I got I got one. Oh. I, I just came up with three right off the top of my head. All right, so three. I know Steve's gonna like this one. The uh the you're talking about interviews, the uh Brett Screw Brett interview. Oh my Vince god, Matt, Vinny Mac. <laughs> that Hold interview. On. Hold on, I'm, 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 I'm producing tonight. Dave goes on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Whatever. Yes, that is, that just changed everything. I mean, we've talked about it plenty of times, the screw yeah. job. But that uh, the interview there just cemented the Mr. McMahon character. Uh, that was actually my honorable mention. The makeup. The, he, had, he had the the extra makeup on the eye to really sell it, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, he's definitely selling it. And again, yeah, not lying. This, this is what makes all these the ones that are great. Not lying, telling the truth. And and if, and if people don't yep. like it, they suck it. They don't care. And that's it. That's I gave back yep. to the great one of the best deals <laughs> ever. That's a goodie. For sure. All right, who, who we got now? Who's next? Bad guy. My turn. Number, number two. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Well, number two, number two is not really uh it's a it's a promo, but it's a promo vignette of we're going back to Kurt Henning, the the classic Mr. Perfect buildup. Where it's the, the, mm. the best promo ever where he goes, "Watch this." And he throws the football and then he runs down and he catches it and scores a touchdown. And, and who who was the guy from the uh, Vikings? Uh, I mean, it was a hundred years ago. Whatever. He's like, "Wow, that was perfect." <laughs> it was like, "Come on, man, that was so great." He's hitting hole in ones. He's 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 throwing the basketball behind his head. He taught he's Wade hitting... Boggs how to hit. Yeah, I taught Wade Boggs how to hit. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was that was so great. Who was he? Who was he playing basketball with? Was that Carl Malone or was that somebody else? That was somebody else. That's too early for Carl Malone. That was too early for Carl, Carl Malone. Yeah. I who it was. Is my Carl Malone any good anymore? Is that still relevant? Like. Well, now it's Post Malone. He's the big Post Malone. He's <laughs> a <laughs> Yeah. Bert, who you got? Number two. 
All right, my number two, um, not going to lie, guys, it's really hard to come up with five promos, but because um, there's so many, so many well-worthy promos. But my number two, I know Steve's going to love it, is uh, King of the Ring 96, Austin 316. You know, you, you know, beating Jake the Snake, you know, taking a hard stunner. You know, you thump, you go around and fumble out your Bible, and that didn't get you anywhere. You talk about your, uh, your pisms in John three sixteen, Austin three sixteen says I just whipped your ass. You know that Perfect. was the long term effect of that promo, blew Stone Cold up into the highest that. I don't think after you know, including his whole run from ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine has ever been able to top even john cena and i know you know you know you could love and hate him but austin the type of popularity that he had was probably only matched to hulk hogan i would say hulk hogan in his prime but austin you know because of that promo it got him to the top man and you know that was and you know what that almost didn't happen because i don't know if you guys talked about it before but that was supposed to be triple h that won the king of the ring that year but because of what happened with the current call and everything, he wasn't um, they had to punish somebody and, you know, he got the short end of the broomstick. So he wasn't able to bask in the glory and, uh, you know, opportunity strikes for Stone Cold. He took advantage of it. Awesome. And a lot, an, another thing, too. Um, yeah. Another thing, too. I don't know if you guys know, but recently I've seen some interviews with Jake Roberts and uh, how he, you know, he was also he was performing at the time because I believe he had come back to the WWF for a short amount of time, but he was also heavily involved behind the scenes in creative and helping specifically with Stone Cold to develop his character that eventually would blow over. And so that I'm sure that was, a, you know, he had a big part in helping Stone Cold develop that character. But yeah, the Austin 316 promo is legendary. You know, like I said, with the Hard Times promo, that's a top five, top 10 promo always, no matter what era. So, oh, yeah. you know, Stone Cold, you know, he may not have been the best promo cutter, but when he hit, he hit it really hard. I agree. That's, That's a good what one. She said. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, my I said my number two was the NWO one was a Hulk's first ever. So we'll skip mine. We already talked about that. Dave, numero two. What do you got? Okay. All right. So mine is Chris Jericho, the man of a thousand and four holds. <laughs> that classic. Yes, I love it. Yeah, armbar was like every Very fifth deep. one. Underrated. I sat up all night, and I I came up with three more holes than you know, Dean Malenko. Mika no two Armbar. Saskatoon something. Hole number two thousand. Hole number one thousand and eight. Armbar. Saskatoon <laughs> Strangler. And he renamed the. Didn't he rename the clover leaf? You named it the Canadian Jericho leaf or the maple leaf or the something? Canadian yeah, clover Canadian leaf. Maple leaf. I think it had all holes named after Canadian cities. I think it was something weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I think that went on for like awesome. two or three commercial breaks too. Yeah, it did. It came back to commercial. He was hitting yeah. like armbar. <laughs> armbar. <laughs> Leg scissor. Those are all great. Producer. All right, number two. Number two for me is is at number two because of the buildup, the anticipation, and the amazing pop that it got. And it's the same guy as Hollywood Dave chose, but it's welcome to Raw 
is Jericho. Mm, oh, that was great. Interesting. The Y2K, the Y2K pride. And uh, I don't know if you could listen to his, his uh, episode on uh, Stone Cold's podcast, uh, but he breaks down how that happened. Um, and how how it how the build up was was going? You know, the build up was for a long time. It was um, over the course of uh, it was it was like six months. But the hours from like one raw went from like six hundred and eighty, uh, you know, six hundred and forty hours. Next week it was three hundred some odd hours. So it was like you know wasn't exactly matching up. But um, uh, but I, they they did a real good job. They took a chance on uh, doing it with the with the Rock interrupting interrupting Rock's promo, um, and just the chemistry yeah. between those two. Um, the first shot was so damn good. Incredible! Uh, it's definitely my number two. Sweet, love it. Yeah. Love Here we it. go, baby. Numero uno, numero uno, AZ, number one. Well, we 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 touched a little bit on it. The, the gentleman above me. Well, I have, I have, I can play the number ones. I think. Well, nice. I Steve, have everybody right? but Hollywood well, Dave. Without further here. ado, then <laughs> let's to take a look. This, so I'm, I'm going to wipe out any anticipation. This is my number one as well. So me and Eric have the same number one, uh, and it's Bert's number uh, number two. Here we go. Let's let's see how this works out. You guys, give me a thumbs up if you hear it. This is so fancy. For real. So fancy. Yes. Can't hear it though. Don't hear it though. It's to get that piece of crap yeah, out of my ring. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you study your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to pick up some of that courage he had in his pride. And so, King of the Ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list. And that's Stone Cold Blip. And I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Honestly, anything but. Damn right. Awesome. Get chills watching that stuff. Yeah. Oh, dude. Chills, man. Come on. It launched, it launched the whole. It brought wrestling back. It, really, it, brought, it brought WWF back. I it brought the WWF back. Just when you thought the NWO yeah, was it, you know? Sure. That's awesome. Uh, Bert, numero uno. All right, Bert. Okay. I, 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 I picked a, I, I don't know if you it, want to right? set this up. Or I, I don't know if I got the right spot. Let me, let me, let It's okay. Let me, let me just set it up. So it's uh, not necessarily a really old promo, 
but it's uh during the uh ruthless aggression ruthless aggression uh era of wwe it's uh takes place in 2003 it involves the people's champion the brahma bull uh my personal favorite of all time the rock and uh he had recently uh just beat hulk hogan uh you know with help from Vince McMahon and uh I believe it was uh, Granier, one of the half of um, La Resistance later on. Oh, on but, uh, at No Way Out 2003. Yeah, he beat Hulk Hogan, and uh, he came on Raw the next night uh, in Toronto, Canada, you know, a year after WrestleMania 18 from the legendary match that he had with Hulk Hogan, and he cut probably oh, no. one of the greatest promos. Yeah. Oh, no. The heel, it, heel Rock... Yeah, yeah. This is my number one. I, the reason oh. being is because Rock has so many great promos as a babyface, and they're legendary. But when he became a heel later on in his career and turned his Hollywood persona into a real legit heel character, it was some of the best work. I didn't think he could. I didn't think he would turn heel, but the way he did it was just so good. And this like defies that for me. So that's why it's my oh, personal favorite. So you can go I ahead hope and play it's the first. one I'm thinking. All right, I'm gonna play uh, a couple, just a, a a little bit of this clip because it's a long ass clip. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's long. You can just play like a minute. And then, and then, Vince McMahon did the rock of favor. He said, "Rock, you can go wherever you want to go. You can do whatever you want to do." So the Rock said, "You want to go." Live Monday night on Raw. More importantly than that, The Rock said he wanted to come right here to Toronto, Canada. So Canada. <laughs> and then The Rock said, oh, oh, "Wait a minute, are you, are you kidding The Rock? Are you kidding The Rock? Are you booing The Rock? The Rock in your city is that it? Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> Toronto." <laughs> That's where we live. Shut up. I see. The Rock wanted to come right here to Toronto because you see, it was here in Toronto that it all started. What started? I don't know. Yeah, The Rock didn't forget. The Rock didn't forget because you see. The biggest travesty in the history of the industry. It was here in Toronto that the people turned on the people's champion. Oh. What do you mean by that? Mm. Oh no 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 don't no we didn't rock no we oh yes you did oh, the, rock, the rock yes you did baby yes you did last year. Last year, WrestleMania, 68,000 strong. 68,000 of you mother canuckers. You see the, this is, of you mother canuckers. I thought this was the one where he said he was the pie-eating, jabroni-beating. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the end of it. Yeah, pass the buck because the that's, that's the end of it. Yeah. He says, "Oh, I'm the." He's like, "Yeah, that's that's the end of it." Okay, but um, that, that promo, like I said, like that was great, unexpected, unexpected. You know, The Rock 
there's only a few wrestlers. You know, him, I would say him, Ric Flair, Jake, Dusty, that were able to get the audience fully in their grasp in terms of believability and, you know, playing with the crowd. And there's not a lot of people that did that. So, you know, The Rock, you know, when he was on top, when he was on top of his game, he was able to really knock Park. What? Oh, 100%. Rock, oh. Stone Cold 2, yeah. Stone Cold 2. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Dave. What do you that's got? my number one, guys. Hollywood Dave, number one. So, I was going to go with the uh, Brad and Sean sunny days, but, you know, so Steve can, you know, calm down a little bit. Well, why, don't, why don't you pick Shawn uh, Michaels? Oh, I lost my smile. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my. I lost my. Well, smile. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, DX still, opening up Raw with the uh, presidential. Uh, <laughs> was it the presidential oh, yeah. uh, address? Classic. Oh, awesome. God. That that right there was just. It, I mean, Watch it was, your flipping mouth. <laughs> we will no longer be using the, the words beep beep beep. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to find the uncensored one, but the uncensored one's even funny. Yes, yes it is. Even, oh, it even is. The, beep, the beeps, the beeps actually make it because that's how it was on TV. But even the uncensored one is hysterical. It is. Yeah, that was a super classic, and that's, that's another one I can watch over and over again. Hey especially, Tim, especially but, but, likes it. before before you get to your number one, uh, since me and Eric tied, would you mind if I played an honorable mention? Absolutely, do it. Let's let's, let's sure. do it. What, what? You're the, you're, you might be producing, but you're still the boss. What you want to play? Yeah, what are we going to say? No? <laughs> you can say no. All right, here. It's like you, you, are the, you, you are the chairman. <laughs> so th- this is one of um, – yeah, it, it really missed – just missed my top five. I already got uh, it. But, but here you go. I make you feel better. Oh yeah, I love this one. Look, appreciate you trying to ease attention. Appreciate that. He appreciates entertainment. How about how about the Rock sing a song to you? You're from Texas. You like that country music? Here you go. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. Fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count. When the dealing's done. <laughs> That make you feel any better? I feel like crap. <laughs> the Rock got it. How about this? Yeah. How about this? That's a great. That's I a great like one. Crap. <laughs> and you know, look, so that was, uh, you know, the, the Rock was talking in, in Bert's favorite, how he remembered where you know Toronto turned on the Rock, and in that one, if you watched all the way through, after they do their um, their Margaritaville song which is the next one that they do a duet he goes oh by yeah. the way rock never ever forgets and then the rock bottom kept on going back uh, with the rock memory 
That's another good one. Those two together are, are magic. That's a great one, though. They've never yeah. had a bad promo, a bad match, no. yeah. nothing. Those two. Never. Is it, my, is, it, is it my turn? It's all you. I you think know, so. Yeah, I think so. My turn is no surprise. It's all you, brother. My turn is no surprise. We've oh. actually already played this on the show, Eric. We've already played it once. I did. And it's also probably how we, we always tell us how me and Eric met when I, when I first moved to a sleepy little New York town in upstate New York. This is what happened on the first day of school when me and Eric met. Here's my, <laughs> here's my number one. All right, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a taste of it a little earlier on here on Saturday night's main event when the madness met the mania. I'm talking about Macho Madness and Hulkamania, two mega powers meeting here tonight. Hogan, what is happening? Well, you know me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. And I'm just kind of a little worried about washing up here. So because right. we just might blow the whole planet up, you know. Everybody knows that Hulkamania is the strongest force in this universe. But when I hit that ring and I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier, and the power of the madness and the mania just blew my 24 Guns out. You mean to tell me there is another solar system, Macho? Oh, I'm still in a state of shock right now. Long period of time. Yeah. What was the man in this wood used to be? Yeah. Elizabeth opened up my eyes and the big man, big here, the big man, yeah. He endorsed Macho Manders and he gave me direction. Yeah. Used to be a direction now with the mega, yeah, the mega, yeah, the mega power, yeah, mega powers, yeah. I feel the power, I feel the power right here. Man, yeah, head over the head, show man. Oh, oh, man, I'm right. Never been better, yeah. Don't you worry about the head over the head, man. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it the stratosphere, man? Is it the ionosphere with the madness? In the mania, as one guiding force, we could go ahead and take the whole. I cannot believe this. Oh, Saturday night's main event: the Mega Powers, the Madness, Macho and Randy Savage, and the heavyweight champion and Hulkamania. There it is. Yes. Walking away, holding hands. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh, dude. I'm sweating over here. Who has who has the better who has the better handshake? Hogan and Savage or uh, Rocky and Apollo? Hogan and Savage or Rocky and uh, I Hogan know, and Savage? Hogan and Savage. It's just the way. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just build of anticipation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing. That's one of those things I watch when I'm in the bad mood. I'm like, you know what? Let me go throw on that that promo right there and put a little smile on my face. Did you guys? The one thing I loved about. Do you guys remember the? There's another Stone Cold one that's really good. Do you remember the build up to when Brett was coming back, and they fought at Survivor Series, and they did a USA Network did a small vignette promo of Stone Cold like in the alley, spitting and doing oh, all that the, stuff in the black and white. Yeah, that one. Yeah, might be, might yeah, be as good as the good. Austin three sixteen one. Because he really he goes off on mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels and and Bret Hart. 
Well, there's that one, and then there's the one that he cut. I don't know if it was before or after, but it was when he was interviewed via satellite, and he had like the gray the gray hoodie on, and he was talking about, oh, you know, you you keep a dog down, eventually it's gonna bark, and da 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 da, like you know that kind of thing. That's a good one too. They were trying to figure out like why. Yeah, they were trying to explain like why you know he had such a vendetta against Bret Hart, but um, you know, speaking of Bret Hart, I mean. You know his promo. I know we talked. We I know they shared it a couple days ago on the network, but the the one where he went off on Vince after the the cage match on Raw. Oh, ooh. everybody and, knows uh, this bullshit. Everybody yeah. knows bullshit. I was just gonna mention that 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 would have to be my next honorable mention because my, yeah. my my first honorable mention was. Uh, it's like everyone knows I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. And that was like a that was like a ten minute <laughs> promo, and it was it was great because it was just yeah. all the truth. It was a hundred percent the truth. He, he frustrated is the goddamn word for it. Thanks his fans all over the world. Except <laughs> for America. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> So can we can we each do like an honorable mention or yeah do an honorable because I have one that, that would that would be my honorable mention so, it was gonna be that one because I could I could so mine savages or a hundred flares or a hundred you know <laughs> so you gotta you gotta spread it out a little bit mine is mine is uh it was actually gonna make my uh mine was from Mick Foley was from two thousand it was uh during the whole Mick uh Mick uh McMahon Helmsley era of Raw. And it was episode of SmackDown, I believe it was from early February of 2000, when uh, Mick Foley had just been beaten up by Triple H and DX on Raw, and he came out and said, you know, you know, with the blood, he had the white shirt, you know, like the mankind, the mankind character was at the time, it had the blood on it. He was talking about like, oh, like, you know, I know that you know mankind's not gonna be able to beat Triple H, but I've come up with a a, a replacement. That I feel the fans would appreciate, you know, as I believe you met him before, you know, it was a great way to bring back Cactus Jack, you know, when he took off the mask and took off the shirt and had the wanted poster on it, you know, Triple H, the, the really big thing about this promo was the way that Triple H sold it with his face and he was just like, you know, like Cactus Jack, you know, and came back and, you know, got him the momentum that he needed to, to hype up the No Way Out 2000. So that that's one that I always remember. I remember watching that live, you know, on SmackDown when it aired, and I was just had goosebumps. That's a good one too. It was. Yeah. Anybody else got an honorable mention? No. Top of the head. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the. Uh, I don't know. Forget it. <laughs> I've, I I had one and it, it what about, just floated I have away. Another, I have another uh, good Jake one from uh, I think it's WrestleMania six when he went against uh, DiBiase when he ta- uh, talked about uh, it's like you will beg on your hands and knees you know that that kind of you know that, that was like a, it was like a minute and a half but the way that you know Mean Gene kind of ended it was like oh uh, Longfellow could have said it better himself you know this, <laughs> the classic Jake. You know, it's perfect. But that that's another good one I loved. I'm so mad I didn't appreciate Jake back in the day. Oh, man. Jake was so I, great. I, I appreciate him so much more now than I did back in the day. Yeah. We, we need we need a, a villain like that again. There's there's no villains like that anymore. No, there's no straight-up villain, man. 
Yeah. There were heels, and then he was a villain. Like he was, he was, he, he'd kill your parents on the way to the ring. He didn't care. You know what I mean? It's like he put a snake in Macho Man's <laughs> wedding gift for Christ's sake. Yeah, cobra. He bit his <laughs> arm. The yeah. Snake biting his arm. It's awesome. On superstars of wrestling. I think. I another guy that had really good promos. You know, was uh was Vince. Yeah, I remember one from 2000 with, uh, I believe it was with DX. It was on the episode of SmackDown, the Life Sucks promo, where he talks about how it's like, oh, it's not fair that you have to wait in line for, you know, whatever. And da, da, da. It's like eventually you find out that life, life sucks, sucks. And then you <laughs> die. Is <laughs> Vince like what 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 Vince is like peak Vince? It was like no one could touch him. The same That's thing true. too with uh, I think it was a year a year later with he had with uh, it was Stone it was Jr. interviewing Stone Cold, and uh, Vince came out. And he's like, "Oh, Austin, what are you doing?" It's like that's your best friend. It's like open him up. It's just like pure <laughs> evil, like crazy Vince. That was right yeah, after the turn. I missed that Vince. It just starts yeah. wailing on him. You know. Really good. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now all Vince does is bury people because he feels like. <laughs> Yeah, he shouldn't have got all like that nice Botox, man. He should have waited another ten years till the technology got better. Because man, I'll tell you, he's looking yellow and droopy, it's rough. Oh, <laughs> man. I feel like he, I feel, I feel like he never should have, he never should have cut his hair. When he cut no. his hair in that WrestleMania twenty three, he lost his edge, man. Because when he, he had that Vince mid. hair, that just you know, that was the Vince yeah, McMahon. Like if you walked into a a, yeah. a a hair salon in the city and you were a guy, like I want the Vince McMahon. I mean, they would. Oh, come on, the, the pompadour. <laughs> hey, pompadour. Hey, hey, pal. Hey, pal. What are you doing there, pal? Hey, pal. You guys remember? You don't. Tim and I do. Maybe Steve. Where's Steve? Steve's over there. Um, <laughs> the Piper's Pit with the hillbillies. Yes. When when Billy Jim comes out, he's like, "You're sitting here with this corn cob pipe," he's, <laughs> and he's like, "You got someone to meet me." And then Uncle Elmer walks out, and then Piper's like, "He's your uncle." <laughs> he's like, "Well, a friend of yours is a friend of mine." He's like, "You know." And then he starts ringing the bell. He goes, "You've been milked today, you big sucker!" And he just wouldn't stop. You thought he was going to get scared, but he just kept ringing the bell. Oh, it was great. Piper picking on hillbillies. That's that's there's nothing better. Do you, wait, do you remember um when they got married? Uncle Elmer got married on Saturday Night's main event. <laughs> yes, and Uncle oh Elmer, when Uncle Elmer kissed his wife, Jesse Ventura had one of the best lines. He said it looks like two carp in the Mississippi grew after the same piece of corn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I never forgot that line from the day they said it. It was one of the best lines I've heard. That is. Oh, Oh, that's so great. Are we moving on to the brackets today? Everybody good? Everybody have time? What is that? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Another one I have was... Uh, no, no, no. I don't know if no, you guys... No, no. I probably... No more? No. No? no? Tim, Tim was moving on. <laughs> oh, you're moving on. Are we, are, we, are we starting the brackets today? 
I was going to say we're starting the brackets. I don't know. Yeah. It's up to you guys because it's a little. It's, it's like, I don't know. Getting what an hour and a half already almost. We're at uh. Yeah, we're we at an hour. The first well, the essential. We can people do like a two-parter if you guys want. You're not essential. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The essential people have to get up and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I should have added that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Sorry, I have the corona already. Oh, Lord. Up to you guys. You guys want to do like the first round of it and then uh, we can continue it next time? Well, we can do that. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Let's do the first round. Or so are All we? Right, are we so, voting here? Or are you gonna do like Kyle d did with the actors and actresses and put a poll up in the in the group? No, I was doing it between us. We okay, vote perfect. right here. Okay. Perfect. There's five of us. So there's no ties. No, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Type, so I'll go uh, okay. through it a little, a little bit. Uh, for everyone out there, we decided to do a March Madness wrestlers bracket, singles wrestlers from the eight best uh, top sixteen from the eighties, nineties, two thousands, and 2010s. Uh, what I did, I kind of did it like a FIFA World Tournament. Got one through 16 for everybody, matched them up, and then put all the ones in one bracket. I mean, one in a hat. Started picking, and moved them to to one region. Uh, I kind of had a little fun with the regions. I have uh, the Jim Crockett region, the uh, Vince Russo region, oh. the Judy Bagwell region, <laughs> Russo, and Katie Vick region. <laughs> Judy Vick. Judy, yes. Oh, so, God. Uh, we can start. So how are we going to do this? Like, how's this How's this going to happen? How are we so we're going to start. We'll start with the Jim Crockett region. Okay. Okay. So I'll say the uh, I'll say the number one seed versus 16, and then we vote on who we think from the two should move on to the next round. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Got it? Do it. All right. So in the Jim Crockett region, the number one the number one seed was John Cena from the 2010s versus the 16th seed, Mr. McMahon in the 90s. Wow. These are all random draws, too. <laughs> I gotta go, Damn. Mr. McMahon. It's hard. I'm going Vinnie Mac too. I'm gonna go Vinnie Mac also. Mm. That's it. <laughs> That's a, you guys, the Bert and, and Eric right now are not. Matter. Matter. <laughs> well, let, let, you can let, say let, there was no agree. chance in hell. Let me let me break this down for you. I, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna shoot a little bit here, Steve. If if if, if, if I may. Uh, Jr. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Jr. What, am I? Am I impressed with like Lost What the hell's going on here, you guy? I'm you know. are, no. <laughs> no, I'm going with McMahon. Uh, McMahon all the way. But that was Jr. Nice that you were doing, right? That was Jr. That was right, Jr. I, I got it. I picked up what you were putting down. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> with the upset. All right. Next, we got. The number eight seed, Dusty Rhodes from the 80s versus number nine seed, Finn Balor from the 2010s. It's a Dusty Rhodes and Finn I, Balor? I got to tell you, yeah. I could not pick Finn Balor out of a lineup. So I'm going to go with Dusty really? Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Finn just based on the fact of without him, Bullet Club wouldn't have been a thing. 
and so many different people came from that Bullet Club that even now with the demon, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Finn Balor. Skip me. I'm still thinking. I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Dusty. Let me That's tell you something, baby. There's no, there's no question. You're going with the dream. Oh, what? Sorry, I need a point of reference. <laughs> what you got? A nicotine patch? What is that? What's this thing? On his, on his seventy third ab. What's That's that thing on there? You got the diabetes? <laughs> they all wear those things now. Those those strips. Yeah, it's like yeah. All right, so. Dustin well, was on. Anyway, but it was very hard for me to pick that one. Um, because I, I, I am anti Dusty Rhodes because of the polka dots. But uh, <laughs> can I say I something? I would have wow. been Finn Balor, but it's okay that Dustin won. Finn Finn Balor looks like every guy that works at Foot Locker. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possibly. All right, guys. We got the Foot Locker. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see, Chris Jericho from the uh, 2010. So now it's Jericho versus number 12, Goldberg okay. from the 90s. Oh, uh, I'm going is, now, Jericho. 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 I got a Y2J, man. Y2J. All right. Now we got number four, Andre the Giant from the 80s versus number 13C, Brock Lesnar from the 2010s. The next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm going uh, next uh, big uh, thing, Brock Lesnar. See, now I'm going to go Andre for one simple reason. Brock Lesnar was around for like two I'm going to go Andre. Brock Lesnar wasn't around very long. But yes, he did have a big, impactful career for those two years. Dude, Andre was around for 15, 20 years, undefeated for most of that. I'm going with Andre. Do you guys think uh, Brock could F5 Andre? No. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think wow. good. So I do. I, I think you get him up at least. I don't know about maybe spin. But if the boss didn't want you to do it, he wasn't doing it. If right. the boss maybe with, let him, maybe with Andre's help, possibly. Yeah, if but the boss like, let him do it, he would right. do it. But if not, Lesner, no. like picking up like this is easier than the. Than that's a lot for a man. Well, that's six hundred. That's a six hundred pound giant. You know what I mean? It's not these four hundred pound half giants. Yeah. Or whatever they are. I mean, he lift he lifted he lifted the big show, but that took a little bit of you know. Oh yeah, a little bit the of big show helped a little. He had to him, but and they broke the ring, right? I mean, but Andre, yeah. Without what he did, because that's like he did a superplex. I'm talking about F five. Oh, an F five, real. Big, oh, okay. You know, we're, we're yeah, we're talking Andre from like when he was like really heavy, like towards the end of his career. When he was yeah. really, really big? Yeah. I don't know. He's That's close to 600 pounds there, man. I mean, I don't know. That's it. I don't think so. They know if we're going to that's the giant. And that's if Andre and that's if Andre will let him get F5. Yeah. Yes. And he wanted. No. So I'll, go with, I'll, go with the, I'll go with the boss. I'll go with Andre. Andre. All right, so Andre's moving on. All right, next up, we got six seed Ultimate Warrior from the 80s versus 11 seed Mick Foley from the 90s. Don't even ask me. Don't even Mick ask me. Mick Foley. Foley. Mick Foley. 
Yeah. Going jumping off that cage. Come on, guys. I don't even have, I don't even have to vote now. Holy. Holy. Our ultimate warrior. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're not voting for the warrior. I don't have to vote. It's already over. Oh, the moon and the heavens and the stars. Everything aligned fully. Oh, warrior fan here. I'm still making my case. One of these days. One of these days you can. All right, we got now the third seed, Bret Hart. From the nine right. versus number 14. Wait, <laughs> number 14. <laughs> Owen Hart from the 90s. Oh. Bret Hart. Better Hart. Owen Hart. Red. Owen Hart. <laughs> Owen Hart. Oh. What? It's up to you now, Timmy. The towel. It's thrown in. Owen Hart. Owen Shit Hart. Shit for the Shit for the towel. How is it Owen Hart? <laughs> what did he do? Well, that's the, the whole blue blazer. Point. He if won the Intercontinental Hart. title. He, oh, he he he, he, he almost uh, he almost robbed us all of Austin's Hello, the rest <laughs> of his career, and then he, he fell from the two ceiling. Slammies. Two slammies. Two slammies. Two slammies. Two slammies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just broke your neck. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, based on the career and what they did, uh, I wouldn't go Brett. But uh, I would think I think Owen had a shot at being the better wrestler, but Brett had the much better career and and all that stuff. So I'm gonna listen, go Brett. I'm an Owen Hart. I'm, I've been an Owen Hart fan since the '80s, and I love Brett. I even dubbed myself in high school the Hitman. But Owen, yep, I think Owen was just. Fantastic. Oh, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. See what I'm see this boys. Woo! Mic drop. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we're moving on. Seven oh, seed, score. Kevin Nash from the 90s. Versus number 10 seed, The Rock from the 2000s. Oh, Jesus. Oh, The Rock. I, I love Kevin go, Nash, uh, but The Rock. I got to go Rock here. Yeah, my, boy, Kevin Nash, my boy, Big Sexy, ain't winning this one, unfortunately. No. I can <laughs> smell what you're cooking. So I'm going rock also. Rock. The rock. All right. Next, the two seed CM Punk from the 2010s versus the 15 seed Harley Race from the 80s. Summer of Punk. That's where I'm going. I got to go CM Punk. CM Punk. Harley Race was boring as shit. I'm going to go Punk. That's it. What? Done with the Jim Crocker region. Went on to the Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Number one, number one seed. We got Hulk Hogan from the 80s versus Booker T from the oh. 90s. Just stop right there. Oh. Stop right there. <laughs> Hogan. No, Booker, no respect for uh, GI Bro? Get out of here. No. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that? Right <there>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go past that one quick. All right, we have the eighth seed, Stone Cold from the twenty from two thousands versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from the eighties. Number nine seed. Oh, they already fought too in WCW. Stunning Steve. I'm, go, I'm going Austin because uh, because Austin. I'll go Austin. 
Encore. Encore. Stone encore. Right now we got the Roddy Piper from the 80s versus the 12th seed Honky Talk Man from the 80s. I love me some honky, but we're going Piper. If any of you vote, if any of you vote for anybody but Piper, I'm coming to your house personally. <laughs> hey, social distancing. Piper. Bro. Social distancing. So Piper. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm assuming Piper's winning that one. He is winning. Right. Talk made it on here so far. All right. So we got the fourth seed now, Kurt Angle from the 2000s versus the 13th seeded. Macho Man from the nineties. Nineties Macho Man, not eighties. From the nineties. Yeah, this is WCW Macho. So this is WrestleMania commentator Macho Man. WrestleMania commentator Macho Man. Exactly. I'm going to angle. You said angle, angle, angle. Yeah, angle from two thousands. I'm going. I can't. Yeah, I'll go current angle against nineties Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's damn true. All right. Six seated Undertaker from the 90s versus 11 seated Edge from the 2000s. Taker. 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 I love Edge, though. Edge is cool. Edge is all right. Under, under Faker. Good guy's going to lose these tournaments. Yes. Right. We got the third seeded Daniel Bryan from the 2010s versus number 14 seeded Edge from the 2010s. I got to go with Daniel Bryan on that one just because Edge is yeah. his career. I mean, it was great, but Daniel Bryan just had probably one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Edge better. I like Edge yeah, better. I'm going, too. I'm going Edge. Edge. Oh, Edge. I'm going Daniel Bryan. Tim, again, you. Daniel Bryan. Damn it. Yes. Yes. Uh. yes. All right. We got seven-seeded Brock Lesnar from the 2010. So this is this current Brock Lesnar we're dealing with versus the 10-seeded Roman Reigns from the 2010s. So we've seen this. Brock. What is it again? And I'm still... Brock, uh, 2010s versus Roman Reigns, 2010s. Uh, Lesnar. Brock. Yeah, I'll go Lesnar. Roman doesn't do it for me. There it uh, is. I, 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 I want Goldberg to win still. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. I agree. Right. Rounding up the Vint Russo region, we have the second-seeded Hulk Hogan from the 90s, so Hollywood. Versus the 15 seated Kane from the 90s, so no talking Kane. Okay. Paul Bear Kane. Because you got you got you got Hogan from the early 90s, Mania Six, you know, with the Warrior, and then you got him at the tail end with uh, Hollywood. Yeah, I'm going Hogan. Yeah. Okay. Let me Kane was a and Kane was a Kane was a dentist before he got burned in hell. I think Yankum. That tells you that. And he was fake Kevin Nash. Yep. <laughs> fake diesel. Yeah, he was, yeah, fake, he was diesel. A fake diesel. Who was, right, shorter, who was shorter than the fake racer. <laughs> yeah. 
moving on to the Judy Bagwell region, we have the number one seeded Triple H from the 2000s versus the 16th seeded Heartbreak Kid from the 2010s. That's an easy one for Triple me. H. Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> Look at the shotgun. Did you see his face? Wait, Triple H from when? Say that again. The 2000s. Oh, from the 2000s. So like from 2000 to 2010. The 2000s. Versus Sean Michaels. Versus the yeah. second run. From oh, wait, no. This is 2010, Sean, like, right? Oh, never mind. I'm going Triple H. Yeah. 2010, Sean. Yeah, never Triple mind. H. I thought this was the uh, Triple H. 2000, Sean. <laughs> so upset. Triple H's, just, right. Triple H's run in 2000 was like one of the best I, runs I, I didn't as a heel. Oh, yeah. Full of, he was full of gas, everything. It was great. <laughs> this is what right. All right, so next we got the eight-seated bad guy, Scott Hall from the 90s versus the ninth-seated John Cena from the 2000s. So we're talking Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. Versus Razor Ramon? No. Yo. Versus Razor, <laughs> Scott Hall. <laughs> I'm going uh, Razor. Razor, Razor. Hall. No, I'm, I'm going to go with hey, brother. Look, Razor's the original thug. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. So, I'm Scott Razor Hall. <laughs> Do I have to vote? I don't think uh -oh. so. Something happened to the goal? <laughs> the chicas, man? All right. Okay, I, I so would, we're going to move on. I had a little. Yeah. So now we got the uh, Razor. Is it already Razor? No, Razor's got it. Okay. No, it was Razor. <laughs> uh, all right, we got the four seated AJ Styles from the 2010s versus I mean, something we're going to actually see this year Undertaker from the 2010s. AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I'll go with AJ Styles. Whatever. All right. TNA, New Japan, WWE. Yeah. All right. We got next a six seated Eddie Guerrero from the 2000s versus Bray Wyatt from the 2010s. Eddie. Eddie. Latino Heat. God, Bray had no chance. Getting Eddie Holmes. Yeah. Gonna go with Eddie Holmes. Gotta go with Eddie, man. Eddie's, Eddie's great. No, you're right. I would go with Eddie. I just feel like Bray got a freaking shitty matchup I there. I cheat and I steal. Sometimes you get a shitty first round matchup. It happens. All right. Yeah. Next, we got the third I seated. Love, I love Bray too, but yeah. All right. We got the third seated Chris Jericho from the 2000s. This is Y2J Jericho versus the 14th seated. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Ooh. Say that again. That's it's a Jericho Y2J. Chris Jericho 2000 Y2J versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase from the 80s. <sighs> Jericho. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. DiBiase. I gotta go. Ted DiBiase. Yeah. 
Yeah, DiBiase was just such a big heel during that time. Even though he didn't even win the title officially, like even the fact that he did that whole angle and was like a top heel for a while, you know, because I feel like Jericho during that time, he was hitting a stride, but I feel like Jericho. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Jericho 2010 to now has been in that era of Jericho. The fact that he's able to stay relevant and compete in different and different federations. That's just me. I feel like, you know, because DiBiase is one of the best heels. So, See, DiBiase. I mean, come on. You can't beat the basketball. One night. Come on. Shit. That's a good one. That's, a, that's a tough one. Everybody's got a price, Tim. Am I the tiebreaker again? Everybody's got a prize. <laughs> Wait, am I the tiebreaker? What's the votes right now? DiBiase. Jericho. Don't know when I2J. Oh, you are the tiebreaker, Tim. Bert. God damn it. Bert went with DiBiase. <laughs> um, DiBiase. Ugh. Mm. Uh, I gotta ask you, it's DiBiase. Everybody is Austin and The Rock in the same <laughs> night. I mean, Booker T. Booker T. did help too. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. You know, let's not forget that too. Undisputed world champion. It don't matter. It's in the books. Do All right, guys. We're gonna actually have a belt. We got another one now. We got the number five seeded HBK from the 2000s. So this is second run versus. Okay. Funny how this matched up. The 12 seeded Triple H from the 2010s. HBK. Oh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. HBK. HBK all the way. Sounds about right. All right. Yeah. Eliminate, elimination got... Chamber. Kurt Angle. Yeah. All right. We got seven seated Jake the Snake Roberts from the 80s versus number 10, Mr. Perfect from the 80s. Oh, that's a good one. Jake. 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 Perfect. Jake. Perfect. Ooh, I, mean, I don't want to go perfect. I'm fine with that. But I'll go Jake. perfect. I'll go perfect. Trust me. Yeah, I went perfect Trust too. All right, here we go. This one, uh, I'm going with the 15th. I'm going with the upset here. So we got the number two seed, Macho Man from the 80s, versus yeah, the 15th seeded, Batista from the 2000s. Uh, oh, it's, a it's a tough choice, brother. But I gotta go with the macho man. Yeah. Don't even ask me. <laughs> now I'm going, my <laughs> Well, well, if you want me to, you want me to analyze what's what's going on here? Madness, brother. Yeah. Mr. Steve, can I get your attention, please? If, if you, got, you got something better to do, listen over Jr. Uh, I'm gonna go with good, Bucky good, Savage. Good God. Because good God I'm, frankly, I'm I'm chicken and I'm appalled. I'm appalled <laughs> at the actions of Dave Batista tonight. Oh man! All right, let's guys, just, wrap the best. This is the toughest. 
tougher than a two dollar steak right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, going on to the Katie Vick region, we got Stone Cold from the nineties versus the sixteen seated Sergeant Slaughter from the eighties. I don't even think I need to ask on this one. Stone Cold. Austin. Austin. Stone Cold. All right. It's not we even close. The, yeah. No, no disrespect to Sergeant Slaughter. <coughs> All right. We got the 80s. No. Ran, I mean, the 80s. we got the eighth seed, Randy Orton from the 2010s versus the ninth seeded Triple H from the 90s. The game. Triple H. Triple H. Orton. Blue, Blue Blood Triple H or the game Triple H? Well, the, the 90s. So that, that's, that's the. This end is from of, the 90s. So this is like. This Blue is Blood like. Also. Blue blood. No, no, no. Blue this blood? is actually it's a little. Yeah, like this is this is this is technically like terrorizing from like WCW up to like Hunter Hearst Helmsley to like DX Triple H, but oh, Randy Orton in 2010 up even though he was you know had just finished the main event, up until now he's still been able to have been relevant and have really good matches with good people. So I I, I would say Orton on that one. I can't disagree with that, but I can't I can't not yeah. vote for a click member. I can't Triple do it. H. Triple H. <laughs> so I have Triple H. Triple H, Triple bad H. guy. Who else? Producer Triple H. All right. Moving on. So we got the fifth seeded HBK from the 90s versus the 12th seeded Ray Mysterio from the 2000s. HBK. Can't HBK. stand Mysterio. 100%. What? Wow. Really? At all? HB Shizzle. I got, I got screwed at the Miami Royal Rumble when Mysterio oh, that's right. won the damn. <laughs> that's thing. right. I was. Oh, it's because of a betting. It's because of a betting thing. No, really? no, 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 no. I just didn't want to be there to see Ray Mysterio win the Royal Rumble. He <laughs> won another two seed. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he did it for Eddie, man. Come on. All right, guys. We have the fourth seeded Rock from the '90s versus the 13th seeded. 13 seed Iron Sheik from the 80s. Rock. Rock. Oh. Rock. <laughs> Even you though know, everybody I love the Sheik baby. I vote for the Sheik. A to the Z, Jim and Nightheart. You tell that jabroni <laughs> if he tries me, I'd put him in the camouflage. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, we got the six seeded Seth Rollins from the 2010s versus the 11 seeded Rick Rude from the 80s. Who, uh, who's going to get Rick Rude? Seth, Seth Rollins, 2010s. So Roll Rude Awakening. Rick Rude, he ain't gonna beat Rick Rude. It's a toughie. <laughs> he can't even, he, from the 80s. he can't even beat Rick Rude's mustache. <laughs> Rick Rude is gonna come out with Becky Lynch on his pants. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's oh right. God. <laughs> Rick Rude is 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 wait is a Rick Rude from the eighties, right? Eighties. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go to Rude. Rude Awakening. I like stuff a lot, but yeah. Rude. 
right, guys. Almost wrapping up here. We got the third seeded Ric Flair from the 80s versus the 14th seeded Chris Stop. Benoit from the 2000s. Woo! It's so hard Woo! to vote for Chris Benoit. It's so hard to vote for that guy. You can't do it. You Rick can't Flair. do it. Don't do Rick it. Flair. I can't. Come on. I got to go Mid-Atlantic Ric Flair. <laughs> Oh, I'd pick Flair anyway. Come on, but, but even even if you could, I would. I you yeah. can't pick Chris Benoit for anything. Uh, yeah, I gotta go with limousine riding, jet flying, Rolex wearing, kiss stealing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing. What do you say? What do you said? He said this shoe costs more than your house. Woo! <laughs> no matter. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. We have next the seventh seeded Randy Orton from the 2000s. So, I believe this would be the Legend Killer mm-hmm. versus the Evolution seeded and uh, yeah. Thing from the 90s. Who? Who? Sting from the 90s oh, versus the Legend Killer. I'm not a Sting Randy. fan, so this is a Randy Orton win for me. I, Legend I gotta Killer. go with Randy Orton too because. Ooh, I reveal the same face. Stupid. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a stinger Orton fan from the this. 80s, but when he got into the 90s and started doing the, the crow, like, you know, I'm going to go hide in the corner thing. No, they're going to show me every week for a year and a half, and I'm not going to say a word. Yeah, I'm the franchise, but I can't God get damn over it. Starcade. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> Orton was just different. Oh, wait, we got, I know we got two things. Where are we at? I mean, not two things. Two, uh, two Ortons. Orton. Tim doesn't want to say. I'm going to go Sting just because I really like the crow look. <laughs> and then the, the wolf pack with the red face paint. I'm, I'm just not an Orton fan. Um, so is it over anyway? I don't need to vote. Do I? No, I think you're the tiebreaker. No? Damn it again. I got to start going. First. Yeah, bro, what would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> I picked uh, the Me legend and... killer, Randy. Orton. Oh no, so Randy won. Yeah, oh, oh. Me, Steven, and Gil- okay. and Bert. Bert's a big hurt. I Bert went with uh, Sting. Okay, Orton. Ooh, okay. I know where uh, Eric's gonna go on this one. We have the second seeded Undertaker from the 2000s. So American Badass versus the 15 seeded. Yeah. The best in the world right now, Kenny Omega. Taker. Kenny. Taker. 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 Not even close. Six star, Mr. Six star. Taker, baby. Undertaker. I have no idea. Kenny Omega. The, The thing is with Omega is... If you're not really like a true fan of wrestling, you're not going to really watch Omega's matches. Taker, like he's in WWE, general audiences know. And, you know, even though he, he switched up his gimmicks and, you know, from 2000 to 2010, he was still having great matches. I mean, I recently just watched the, like we did the show yesterday. I was watching the WrestleMania 25 match you had with Shawn Michaels. That's like a top Give match that, that I, I don't think they could ever be. Duplicated. Really? That's a pretty good match. That's a great match. 
That's an amazing match. That's an amazing match. It is. Yeah, I'll go take it with that one. No, no, but that one wasn't as good though. I feel like the first one was better. No, Even though the second one had an emotional impact because uh, – no, 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 it was good, but I would say it wasn't as good as the twenty WrestleMania 25 one. All right, gentlemen, that ends the uh, the first round, the round of uh, – what is this, 64? 64. Hmm. Christ. We got a couple of good matchups uh, in the next uh, – Yeah, ne- next week, yeah, that's going to be – Wow, because we got rid of all the uh, like all the crappy guys, you know. know Except for Brett, somehow Brett made it through. (laughs) Watch your mouth, Dave. Watch your mouth. (laughs) They'll be very angry if Randy's out there doing this whole thing. I might, I might shut this whole shit down. The cream of the crap. Yeah. Oh. By the way. but congratulations to you guys because studies have shown that once you get past episode seven of a podcast that you're doing, you're good. You're gold. Sweet. This is episode this is eight. For you guys. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Good to hear. Hopefully we don't go anywhere. No. I'll no spray to that. <laughs> no spray. Come on, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that keeps it away. Yeah. I heard um so does bleach. Somebody uh down here I'm drinking that. Somebody down here at the at one of the councilmen members down in Miami uh said that he has it from a very good source that you just use a a, a blow dryer right into your nose, get it to 137 degrees, I and heard. there goes the coronavirus. <laughs> Oh. Only, only in South Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, yeah. South Florida? Yeah, Miami. Miami. Ooh, Miami Dade. East of the east of the Everglades. Okeechobee. So, gentlemen, let me tell you how I'm a little disappointed at uh, your list that none of you guys included any females. I thought oh, I it was that's a whole separate bracket. Yeah, me I too. That'd be a whole separate bracket. I thought, like, you know, the I, I NCAA. You just said wrestling. You said no tag teams. NCAA is separated out into women and men, so I figured that that's the route that we were going to take. No Equality, women, remember? No everyone's women. main event and everything now. It yeah, adds cut. No woman's beating any man. It's just not going to happen. No. no. Really? You don't think China? Ch- China did it? <laughs> yeah. I no, well, let's either. get you know we would we'll do. I mean, but we'll have we have you know months ahead of us of madness. So yeah, <laughs> as well be in April madness with the women. We're gonna be sitting here. So <laughs> a lot of madness. Yeah. See, that's what it is. March madness, macho madness. If you don't win, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. it. Doesn't matter that we made it past seven episodes. <laughs> that's it. It's over. <laughs> no, no, it's over. Tim's like, screw your case study. Screw you. We're done. We're done. Shut it down. Walking, walking away on top. I want to go out, go out on top on a high note. <laughs> is that, is that Man not winning is not a high note. That's a low note. No. So we'll see. There's, all, there's only a couple, a handful of guys I'll accept other than Macho Man. So we'll see what happens. I guess that's where we'll wrap it up, gentlemen. All right, sir. And I'm going to call. Right. I, I told you before. I'm going to call this faction the Essentials. We are the Essentials. <laughs>
Anybody have any parting words? No? Just be no? safe out there. Just be safe. We got a lot of content coming at you on CineSportsTalk.com. Uh, so shooting the shit, the wrestling, the Mets, just sports in general. I know we don't no longer have a four exactly. quarter. Doesn't better go anywhere. Just stay home and listen to us. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll take us with Ooh. you if you decide you want to go out on your boat in Miami and you know just screw all the rules. You can still listen to us. Take it, take it along with you. Listen to us. That's right. All right, gentlemen. I shall we wrap it up here. Remember. Just two, Sounds three. good. Peace out, fellas. Peace. Peace. Peace.